Hi, I'm Pat Harriman, and this is the UCI Podcast. Joining me today is Eric Spangenberg, Dean of the UCI Palmer Rod School of Business, to talk about economic recovery in the time of coronavirus. He's a professor of marketing and psychological science and an expert in consumer behavior. Dean Spangenberg is a highly cited and widely recognized international scholar. He has authored or co-authored more than 50 journal articles and book chapters, as well as dozens of other works across several key areas of research in marketing and consumer psychology. Dean Spangenberg, thank you for joining the UCI podcast. My pleasure, Pat. Thanks for having me on. Now, effectively fighting the spread of COVID-19 presents a collective action problem. This is a situation where all individuals would be better off cooperating but fail to do so because of conflicting individual interests that discourage joint action. In other words, when personal interests are put ahead of community good. Now, as a consumer behavior expert, what insights can you share with us about the relationship between collective action in terms of the coronavirus crisis and keeping Orange County open for business? Well, my first thought, Pat, is that uh, even though we've heard it many times, it bears repeating that what we are experiencing is unprecedented for all of us. I mean, we've never had anything like this happen, you know, this pandemic happen in our lifetimes. But uh, my next thought is that we, I mean, when I say we, I'm referring to Orange County residents, did a great job of sheltering in place. But now it's almost as if a subset of people feel licensed to get back to normal in a sense, because we have felt we've done our collective part by sheltering in place for a few months. Now we're allowed by the governor to get back out in public. And many people seem to kind of have gone off the rails and they're not engaging in appropriate social distancing practices or, or wearing masks. And I, I would say before I talk about why that might be, I'd say that I am encouraged by the anecdotal evidence suggesting that there do seem to be a lot of people uh, around the county that are doing the right things. I've seen some pretty conscientious behavior from a lot of citizens, whether it's essential service workers or people in the grocery stores, the, the people working at the bike shop I go to or um, patrons at the doctor's office. You know, lots of people are wearing their face coverings. They're maintaining appropriate social distance. And I, I feel comfortable around them. But we're, we're talking here about the sort of maybe the, the bad apples. There always are some bad apples. And as the saying goes, you know, a few bad apples can spoil the whole barrel. And I think what we're talking about here are behaviors based on at least a couple of psychological theories. Um, <clears throat> the first thing I've, I've, that came to mind is this principle of social proof. And what that is, is that people generally look to others in their social circle, uh, or they look to leadership within society broadly defined for proof as to what is acceptable or appropriate behaviors. And so examples of that would be friends or celebrity endorsers or athletes or political leaders under the current circumstances. So if we look around us and we don't see others or reference others, that is the people that we follow or want to be like wearing a mask, we see that we see that as acceptable behavior. And what I mean, we see them as not not engaging in wearing a mask. And so the uh, the other thing I potentially see of play here is the principle of reactance behavior. And that's uh, when someone tells a person or a group of people to do something uh, or that they should not do something, uh, this, this, uh, this 
response of reactance occurs in the form of opposing what the authority figure is advocating. Mm -hmm. So under the circumstances we're talking about, we're seeing people reacting to a view that's inconsistent with health science and community interests. And I know reactance sounds a bit immature or childish in many respects, but it is not an uncommon response to people being told what to do, particularly some types of people. And unfortunately, under our current circumstances, the consequences can be deadly for some in our community. Now, coronavirus continues to wreak havoc on the economy due to lockdowns on all but essential businesses. New research from Goldman Sachs suggests that a national mask mandate would save $1 trillion by preventing a 5% GDP loss as face coverings reduce the spread of the virus and could serve as a substitute for strict lockdown measures. What do you think the impact of a national mandate would have on the Orange County economy? Well, the Goldman research makes a lot of assumptions, but they're not entirely implausible. So let's say they're correct and a 5% GDP loss can be avoided by broad-based use of face coverings. That trillion-dollar estimate that you referred to is a national savings estimate, and the annual GDP of Orange County is around $300 billion, which is larger than some countries. Uh, using the Goldman research estimate, pervasive use of face coverings in Orange County could be worth $150 million to our local economy. So framing pervasive use of face coverings in this manner may be enough to convince some in opposition, opposition to their use of their value, and it could shift behaviors. This would still, of course, require people to believe health scientists and follow their advice, something that a subset of the population has been loath to do since the outset of the pandemic. Um, but uh, I think if we, if we can convince people that science is right, uh, then I think we'll, 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 have a, we'll have a shot at it. I do think an enforced mandate, therefore, would be of enormous value to Orange County, the state and the nation, but it seems the political will to take such action is lacking at some levels right now. COVID-19 has intertwined the issues of economic health and public health in our collective consciousness that will last for generations. Do you think businesses will keep some of the coronavirus-induced changes in place after the pandemic has passed? Well, you know, this does call for some speculation, of course, uh, but I, I guess I would say my, my best thought here is that certainly people will be more physically distant from those that they don't know well into the future. I do think we're already seeing different classes of health concerned people, primarily based on age and race. I mean, COVID-19 is disproportionately impacting black and brown people, as well as the elderly. And I must admit, I haven't been to a restaurant or a bar since the gradual reopening, but I would warrant the populations most at risk are less represented in those environments than other demographic segments. And I would expect this pattern may well stretch into the future. Um, I think businesses that do the best job of making their clientele feel safe will engender loyalty and likely continue such practices as long as market segments see value in such actions and attributes and they'll reward the reward those actions and attributes with their patronage. Um, we are likely only in the early innings of this game and it may go into extra innings. So we're already seeing impacts on children and their perception of others as a result of our experiences. There will likely be ramifications with regard to how relationships are developed and what constitutes acceptable behavior for the next generation emerging from our experiences. 
Uh, how children learn about safety and trusting others has certainly been impacted. But on the positive side, you know, kids really are resilient. And my opinion is that they will bounce back quicker and perhaps more completely than, than adults. Some of the adult population that lives through this may, may be changed permanently, whereas kids will, will come back, well, they will come back around, I think. Um, uh, much of our ongoing behaviors as consumers and business practices will depend on widespread fatalities associated with the virus in any given region. If a person never knows anyone who suffers from and or dies from the virus, it doesn't seem as real. Um, back to the idea of social proof, if we've seen people grappling face to face with the virus, we consider what might constitute acceptable behavior differently than if it's an abstract concept that others in hot spots around the country have dealt with or around the world have dealt with or are currently facing. So it's an unfortunate reality, but people often need firsthand experience in order to learn. At least a lot of people do. So do you have any final insights or perspectives you'd like to share on how Orange County can safely and successfully stay open for business during a pandemic? Well, I would say, I would encourage listeners, let's to consider uh, doing, doing the right things. Let's not make our own grim history, but learn from the history of others. If you look back, SARS hit Hong Kong in 2013, and it traumatized that city, but it also prepared the city for COVID-19. People in Hong Kong know how to take appropriate cautionary measures for the good of the entire community. If you've been there, and I have several times, you see that mask wearing, even pre-pandemic, is commonplace. In New York, we've seen almost 23,000 deaths due to COVID. In Hong Kong, a city of nearly the same size, there have been fewer than 10. So uh, I think we, we, we actually can control our own destiny to some extent if we do the right things. So I would importantly encourage listeners to consciously avoid negative reactance behaviors. Be a positive factor in the equation of social proof. Let others see wear a mask, social distance, and if given the choice between outside or in, stay outside. If we're personally, personally selfish and don't play it smart, our economy is going to be cut back by the virus's indiscriminate impact, regardless of what our government says is allowable behavior. Uh, businesses will be forced to close if there are insufficient customers healthy enough to patronize them or consumer fear, consumer fear of the consequences of shopping can overwhelm people and keep them out of, the, out of the marketplace. We really are all in this together, and that means we should each consider how our individual actions will make a difference. Uh, whether positive or negative. Uh, it might sound a bit corny, but I'd paraphrase JFK and ask, uh, ask, ask not what your community can do for you, but what can you do for your community during this pandemic? Well, thank you so much, Dean Spangenberg. And thank you for listening to the UCI podcast, which is a production of UCI Strategic Communications and Public Affairs. My pleasure.